This is an ABC podcast. I feel like not enough time is spent on foreplay. I feel like that's actually more exciting than the actual act, which can only last a few minutes sometimes. So yeah, I think it's super important. Not enough emphasis is put on just like enjoying that part of sex. Hello, hi, just Pip here today. No D because she's unwell, which I'm so devil about because I was so excited to chat all about foreplay today with her. And honestly, it is a topic that we are both super passionate about. I mean, who wouldn't be? We love foreplay. But I think some of us need to reframe the way that we think about the build-up, the tension, and the mental effort that goes into warming up the body and the mind for sex. So that's what we're going to do in this episode. It's a refresher. It's a 101. We're going to teach you the importance of foreplay, And we're going to hear all the different ways you like warming up your brains and bodies. Plus, we're going to get some expert tips, of course, on how to actually nail foreplay so you can have electric sex. We see it all the time in porn, the media, everything. You know, the whole glorification of the main event. It's people sucking face, getting slammed against a door and having what feels like spontaneous orgasms and pleasure. But what we don't see is the slow build. And I'm all about that sexual tension, you know, raising the temperature and getting turned on. Because honestly, most of us can't even reach climax without foreplay. And Dee and I wanted to make this podcast for anyone who feels like they're lacking in foreplay. Or maybe you feel like you're getting ripped off, whether you've let yourself go a little bit in your relationship and you just want to rush through. Or maybe you're just starting out having sex and you don't even realize how good it can be with foreplay. So this is for you, classes in session, because we're going back to basics. Foreplay to me is anything you do before what you view as the act of sex. That's sexologist Lauren French, who's giving us a definition of what foreplay is. So not just about let's get your body ready to have penetration or to penetrate someone, but the idea of whatever you think of as the main event or even the main event you're trying to have that day, like whatever the thing you're really excited about, What are the things you're going to do to get yourself really turned on, really excited to get to the point where you're almost craving that big thing? As you can probably already tell, Lauren is all about the journey, not the destination. And she says it's so important if you want to be having really good sex, but also so necessary even just to get your body and brain ready to have sex. I cannot stress enough the importance of foreplay. And I think so much of media that we consume, movies, TV shows, all this sort of stuff, it's so much the quick ripping clothes off. You know, like I say this all the time, but it's so unrealistic because it doesn't show the prep time that bodies need. And like like physically, like just physiologically, what your body does, you need time to warm it up. Riddle me this, you wouldn't exactly expect a pro athlete to just run a race without stretching, right? No mental preparation for the physical feat that they're about to endure? I don't think. Also, side note, sorry, there's going to be a lot of analogies in this episode and I'm not mad about it. Anyway, you got to slow down and put the effort in and building up that sexual tension and really turning someone on It's especially key for anyone with a vulva. So when you talk about an erection for a penis, female bodies, bodies with vulvas, we also need a clitoral erection. And it takes time for the blood to rush down, fill the vulva. It means that your vulva gets more sensitive. Your clitoris actually does get a little erection. Like it gets harder. It like pops out from the hood. And when that all happens, the sensation will be greater. 
pleasure will be easier to come by. Obviously, we'll have some like lubrication happening. And so when I say it takes, yeah, like 20 to 30 minutes, it's not like 20 to 30 minutes of just, you know, frantically rubbing something either. It is about how do you build up the body? How do you turn yourself on mentally and physically? But it does go both ways. Yes, greasing the peach is absolutely essential because remember, 20 minutes minimum for arousal. But also for anyone with a dick. Yes, you might immediately get hard, but just because someone's hard doesn't mean they need to penetrate like straight away. I mean, come on, hello, edging. But also, even if someone isn't hard, it doesn't mean that they're not turned on. And we addressed this in so much detail in our last episode. You can check it out on your feed. It was all about erectile difficulties and performance anxiety where guys were just struggling to get it up. But that doesn't mean that they're not feeling it, that they're not in the moment and enjoying themselves. So, yeah, go and have a listen to find out more about that if you're struggling with it. But, yeah, keep that in mind as well because – Just having an erection is one part of being turned on. It can be a whole body and mind experience. And that's what we're going to get into next. Yeah, so like we've been saying this whole time, some people still feel like foreplay is a list of things you tick off, like kissing, tick, rubbing, tick, and then the main event of sex, whatever that looks like for you, tick. You know, some people even think that the definition of foreplay is just giving somebody head, whether you're eating pussy or sucking on a dick. Look, if you're after some really detailed tips on how to go down on Panani like a pro. Um, My number one go-to when eating pussy is try making your mouth into the shape that it makes when you make an ah noise uh, and then place your upper lip just above the clit. Make sure that your top lip is covering your teeth. That's not going to be here. We actually did an episode on it called The Beginner's Guide to Eating Pussy. And we also did one on dicks a few years back called Blowjobs 101. So you can go back into your feeds and have a listen, but that's not what this ep is about. We're exploring foreplay in so much more detail of areas of your body and showing you how it includes your mind. We're calling it mental foreplay. It's so important, and we spoke to Lauren about how important our minds are in terms of getting turned on, and she reckons we really need to redefine what it means. I think what people get confused at is that foreplay is I have to touch a genital until it get until it feels good. Like that's the thought. It's like I'm going to touch this, I'm going to finger this, I'm going to stroke this until it starts to feel good. No, no. Let's reframe that idea. Foreplay is what you're doing so that when you then touch genitals, it feels amazing. And so a huge part of that before we even get to touching is the mental. And this isn't just dirty talks. I think everyone thinks that when I say mental turn on, it's just about talking dirty to each other. It is when you think about it, like in your day, okay, you wake up, what do you need in your day to get more and more turned on? What are the things that do, what are the things you do to your body? What are the things that your house needs to have in it? You know, some people get really turned on when they have a clean house or when someone else cooks for them or when their partner or whoever they want to be sexual with sends them really erotic messages throughout the day and like sprinkles in and it, and it builds it. So why are we thinking about foreplay in like the, I want to have sex in 15 so quickly, let's do it now. Where's my planning? Where's my organizers out there who are like, actually, I really want to have incredible orgasms and sex tonight. How about I start planning that at 8 a.m. at breakfast? Oh, my God, the clean house thing. That is so me. I mean, I fully love to make the bed, arrange everything like really neatly on the bedside table. And yeah, even clean the house a little bit. 
I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like I can't fully relax if I haven't like vacuumed the dog fur off the floorboards, you know? So if you are task orientated or maybe type A, that kind of thing, then factor that in, whether it's for yourself to get yourself in the mood or if you know your partner loves a clean house, it's the little things like that that can make a huge difference in terms of someone's arousal and libido. But yes, like Lauren is saying, foreplay can start at 8 a.m. It can start the moment you wake up. You might give your partner a kiss while they're sleeping. You might send them a little, have a good day. I can't wait to get home and cuddle text too. And if you're a fan of Esther Perel, like we are, you'll know she says, foreplay begins after your last orgasm, which is such a great way to think about it. Anyway, okay, back to Lauren. And that idea of, you know, knowing your partner, asking, like even a simple question to your partner of what turns you on in the day? Like not just when you're with me, when we're in a bed, what turns you on generally? Like, is there music that really turns you on? Because like, maybe let's incorporate that. Is there particular, you know, like it might sound silly, but like scents and tastes and things that like trigger erotic memory in our mind as well. So like be creative, think about the other stuff, the physical body, should come into play after we've thought about that. Yep. It is so important to ask your partner what turns them on mentally. And I 100% agree with her. Thinking about the environment you're in or those mood triggers that get you craving intimacy and sex. We actually spoke to Em about this, who's a big believer in non-physical foreplay. I'm super into like setting it up as an experience. So I think like it's really important to think about like the lighting and the music playing or like a nice candle burning. And like, I think that's not what people necessarily can take into account with foreplay, but I think it all, I think it all adds to the experience. Smell, taste, lighting, textures. It's all really useful stuff you can incorporate into your sessions at home to building sexual tension. And another thing you can do is actually take yourself out of the bedroom altogether. And Joey is someone who does just that because he doesn't want him or his partner to get that instant gratification. Like he loves to draw it out, flirt and tease all in public. I like to take it sort of away from home. So go out somewhere, find a nice quiet bar, go out on a Wednesday, go on a Thursday night, dress up and just like find a dark corner where it's quiet. Just you two have a drink and like tease each other. Like you can't act on it when you're out in public. So it just builds up that anticipation. Yeah. Don't let yourselves go home. Okay. So maybe you're not the kind of person that likes going out on a school night like Joey and being a little bit naughty in the dark corner of a bar. There are so many other non-physical things you can incorporate into your foreplay, like footsies under the table, which I think are desperately underrated, by the way, but also eye contact. I think that having eye contact is a massive turn on. I just feel like it can intensify the connection between the partner and just make it more personal. I feel like exchanging a few looks before even getting into it is really hot as well. Like it just gets you, gets the vibe going before you even get to the sex part. Okay, so we've gone over some of the non-physical mental things that you can do, but what are some of the physical things you can do to get your body ready for sex? Here's Lauren. So obviously kissing and touching are amazing, but let's think about the body as a whole thing because so often it's like we're kissing lips, maybe neck, and then we're going straight to genitals and we're missing like so many different parts of us. And I'm not just talking about a tongue in an ear or like something like that, although that can be fun as well. But really thinking about how am I touching my partner's whole body? 
how am I actually moving my body against theirs? Like where is the age of the glorious dry humping or maybe not so dry humping, but actually what does it look like to be making out, to be touching each other and intentionally spend 10 minutes not going anywhere under clothes? Like it sounds crazy, but what would that do to your body? Would that actually heat everything up? Would you start to get really, you know, almost borderline frustrated? You're like, oh, I want to, like, you're trying to build. You think about climbing a mountain, yeah? So you want to climb that mountain with your partner. What are all the steps you can do? And taking it as slow as possible and starting outside of a bedroom maybe. Where, Where are you making out on the couch or like pushing someone up against the cabinets in the kitchen? and starting things that then becomes a journey in your space. And just like she said earlier, it's a really great idea to ask about mental turn-ons, whether that's text throughout the day, gifts and services, dirty talk, flirting, cleaning the house, mood lighting, music. She says it's just as important to ask for their physical turn-ons. Because you never know. Your partner might be like, I just want you to like have a really firm grip of me and like push me against things lightly um, or, 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 you know, firmly. They might want tongue in ear. They might want dirty talk. They might want, or they might want praise. They might want all of these kind of comments about how amazing they are, how good they are. And you can sprinkle those in. But so often we just kind of assume that what we like our partner likes, or we assume that trying any of these things will be far too embarrassing. And so we're just going to go with the old faithful. But sex should be a space where you can laugh and you can try things and you can ask your partner and they can go, yeah, I really want you to pull my hair and do this. And then when they do it, you go, thank you so much for doing that. Actually, I hated that. Let's not do that again. And you need to be able to talk about that with your partner and have an open space to laugh at each other, at yourselves and go, that was really funny. Let's move on. I think my key takeaway here is that you just never know. We had so many Insta DMs about how people have physical turn-ons that just aren't super obvious. Nikki got into our inbox and she said that she wants her lovers to touch her belly. Will also said that he gets going when someone touches his forearms. Or Nathan, who loves it when someone uses their fingertips to touch and trace. My favourite kind of foreplay is when my partner traces their fingers along my body, sort of thing, like... Just like an, one or two fingers from like the chest down along the stomach and then they just sort of like get to the waistband, you know, you're like, you've still got your, your boxes on and they're just sort of like running the finger along and like maybe like flicking the underwear a bit. And I don't know, I've just always found that to be a bit of a, a turn on and just sort of gets the blood going. Phoebe absolutely melts when her partner focuses on her ears. I really love my ear being nibbled at and played with um, by my partner. Um, he'll lick it and like sometimes gently pull and nug at it. And it's just like, oh, it's so sexy. It makes me feel amazing. And yeah, it really puts me in the mood for sex. And we also had this really great message from Sam who got in touch because he recently discovered that as a straight dude, he's really into nipple play. I have recently discovered I like having my nipples sucked and nibbled on during foreplay and sex. I think it's just a sensation that as a guy we don't feel very often. Like our nipples are useless and tend to get ignored. (laughs) Um, I like the feeling because it's different, but I guess there's an element of intimacy and closeness that comes with it. You're not going to let just anyone suck your nipples now, are you? Man, I could go on. There are so many erogenous zones to focus on, but you don't need me to tell you. We got an expert in because we spoke to Daniel DePetro. He's a sexologist and psychotherapist, all about the different areas to think about. So it could be stuff like the feet, 
the hands, the nape of the neck, which is the back, even your lower back, the buttocks, the anus, you know, uh, your inner thighs, nipples, breasts. You don't have to focus on the genitalia. And whether that be, you know, licking, sucking, kissing, even blowing air in on or, you know, whatever. I think it's safe to say that we are just all extremely diverse. Like one person's thing is very much different to another's. So it definitely pays to ask whoever you're sleeping with. But we do get it. Like it is hard to have these conversations or even just guiding someone into your favorite physical foreplay if they never initiate it first. It's like awkward. So we asked Lauren on what to say and when and where. I've said this so many times, have the conversation first outside of wherever you have sex. So if, let's say, stereotypically you have sex in a bedroom, have a conversation with your partner on the couch, in the kitchen, on a walk, in a drive, somewhere where you're not actually staring right at each other can be really helpful for these. And go, hey, I'd love us to be able to talk about our sex life. I'd love us to be able to talk about some things I'd love to try. I'd love to know what you'd like to try, but I'd like to flag and always start it with the compliment. What do you like? I love that we're able to do this together. I love our passion. I love how into me you are. And I love how much you want to get to the stuff because we're really excited. What I'd love for you to try and what I'd love for us to try together is to slow things down, is to add more things in. And you can get super creative. I mean, write down body parts, put it in a jar, pull them out beforehand and go, okay, you need to spend 10 minutes just on this body part or using this body part. What's that going to look like? but make it into a thing the two of you are working on together. Try not to sit them down and go, you're not doing this enough and you need to do better because that person will either get defensive or they'll be confused. Like they don't know what to do. We can tell someone to do better. That's not telling them what we actually want out of them. So if you're like, oh, Pip, I've done all these. I need more tips, especially for my long-term Rello people. Well, as you heard before, sexologist and psychotherapist Daniel earlier, we actually wanted to bring him in the fold and get some more advanced tips. And he had a lot to say about playing with temperature to find different sensations. Whenever I talk to clients about using lubrication, so heating up a little bit of lubrication, whether that be in your hand or just slowly in a bowl, test it out first, particularly do a test strip on your inner arm. Don't be dousing lube on someone and it's boiling hot or if they have an allergic reaction to it. So you don't definitely don't want to be running lube on, you know, an inner thigh or oil, and then they have an allergic reaction to that. So definitely run a little bit of a test strip. What about cold? I know that ice can be a turn on for yeah. some people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, um, particularly cold around the nipples as well. That's very sensitive. Um, you could do that with stuff like whether that be a glass or a stainless steel toy. So just pop it in the freezer or the fridge. Um, wait for it to cool down or use even a nice block and just run it around there as well. I actually love these ideas so much and they're genuinely easy to try. Like I feel like we all have some ice cubes sitting in the dodgy sharehouse freezer unless you have a dodgy flatmate who never fills up the ice cube tray. I have been there. I'm not going to go into it. This is where I need D to rein me in. <laughs> anyway, like I said before, maybe you've been with somebody for a while and you've kind of gotten into a routine when it comes to foreplay. What then? How do you shake that up? How do you break the mold a little bit? Well, Daniel reckons you've got to communicate and just try and get really creative with it. Yeah. So again, just talking about fantasies. 
So even scripting something like that, what is something highly erotically charging for yourself? How would that look like engaging it with your partner? Them hearing that from you is quite will be quite arousing. And it will also bring your arousal state up as well. Then asking, is that something that you'd be willing to do? And if not, what are some of the aspects that you are willing to try? Introducing things like a sex game as well might be something that's interesting. You know, that could give you guys something that you can navigate with and then have a discussion afterwards about what did I enjoy? What didn't I enjoy? What's in the maybe pile? You could sit down together and write a yes, no, maybe list um, of things that you're interested in exploring or not. Maybe if it's a maybe, then further exploration needs to be done. This could be by simply asking your partner, what would you like to be done? Um, within this type of, of experience or what wouldn't you like to be done within this type of experience? So if your foreplay activities is something that you have difficulties expressing, there are quizzes you could do together that will pop up if you have similar fetish or kink-related interests. It's been really fun, like, chatting to all of you in our DMs for this and getting so many different messages. And somebody messaged us, on Instagram saying sex without foreplay is like a snag in bread with no sauce. And it's so true. I want to experience it all. Like I want the tomato sauce. I want the cheese, the mustard, the onion with my sausage experience. But sometimes it's like, oh, fuck, I just don't have the time, the energy, the effort to do it. I do want to end on this part of the chat with Lauren because she had this really great analogy that really explains the difference between sex with foreplay and without. And she also really leans into the food motif. Foreplay isn't just something that has to happen to have good sex. Yes, it is that. But foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. But like sometimes you want the degustation meal, you want the build, you want to have the orgasm and the pleasurable sensations, even if it's not orgasm. And that takes time. And like you've got to think about when in your sex life are you doing fast food and when are you doing home-cooked meals, when are you doing banquet-style eating, like when are you taking the time? I love it so much. You know, sometimes there is a time and place for quick and dirty but you can't deny that pleasure of a home-cooked meal. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. This, as I said before, was really fun to put together and gave Dee and I so many ideas for our personal lives. So again, anytime that you have thoughts or if you have an opinion you want to share, a story, a guest that you really want to get on, let us know. You can get in touch via our DMs at Triple J The Hookup or if you don't have Insta, you can email us thehookup at abc.net.au. I'm definitely going to be going away and trying a lot of these. Um, And yeah, just slow it down. Make time for your foreplay. Start doing it as soon as you have your last orgasm and let us know how it goes. I would love to hear from you. Okay, that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye.